This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. This hour of the Annie Fry Show is brought to you by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. You need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. A reminder in this hour, we are going to be giving away a little bit of a exciting opportunity for you to win a Cardinal ticket pack. And those tickets are a five game pack that features tickets to five Friday night games, including showdowns with the Dodgers, Brewers, and more. So you want to listen, and when you hear the sounder, you need to call 314-241-9797. Very excited to be giving away these tickets uh, as a 12-day giveaway here on the Annie Fry Show. I've noticed a lot of these articles coming across my feed these days, and I find them to be interesting and intriguing to listen to, or to read, I should say, because I'm living in this part of my life where I'm raising children and of course, if you're raising children, it's the most it's the most important responsibility that I have as a as a human is my responsibility as a mother, because these people rely on me and I need to be there for them and provide for them. But I'm hearing a lot of things like this. This is from Business Insider. It says millennial and Gen Z parents are struggling. All right. Well, what does that mean? How are they struggling? I'm a millennial parent. I'm curious uh, what the experience is here. Well, these articles often take a, take a pathway that sounds similar to this, and I'm going to have another article that I'm going to highlight here and get your thoughts on it. Kyle Taylor doesn't have a village. Now, I want you to listen to some of the things in this first paragraph that I'm going to read through that kind of set up the story of how we get to the problem that is stated at the beginning, which is the idea that people who are of the millennial or Gen Z age who are parents are having a really, really rough time. And the paragraph says the Alabama-based 26-year-old and his girlfriend were delighted when their daughter was born a year ago. But nowadays, they're feeling a bit lost. To make ends meet, Taylor has been spending a lot of time at work. And while his girlfriend stays at home, Taylor's schedule and the needs of the baby have left them stretched thin. 
but none of Taylor's friends are parents. And most don't plan on having kids, leaving them unsure how to chip in with a newborn. Growing up, Taylor always heard about the proverbial village it takes to raise a child. Now that he actually has one, he realizes there is no village anymore. Taylor said, there's already this kind of disconnect for us. People aren't thinking in terms of like, how can I support my friend? Rather, I think they're just kind of grateful that they're not in my situation to have something to care for. As far as parenting goes, what a bleak outlook on the idea of raising children. And while I understand as a parent that there are ebbs and flows to the joy that you feel when you're a parent, and I have a almost 14-year-old and 11-year-old, and the 14-year-old, I, I would say this in front of them, but the 14-year-old boy and the 11-year-old girl are about on par from a maturity standpoint, which is science. Um, but they're both in middle school. They're in sixth and eighth grade. And on any given day, you could look at them and they could just be very offended that you did that. <laughs> and it's, it's, there's like a, that you, you try to do everything you can. And maybe on the one day, you just cross paths in a way that isn't conducive to a really joyful, like, man, I am so happy that being a parent right now is my number one priority. That's not always the case. It is not all sunshine and rainbows all the time. And there are also times where the kids aren't doing anything wrong and you had a rough day at work or maybe some sort of financial situation you're trying to get through or maybe you just had a really stressful commute home because the traffic was crazy and you come home and your kid looks at you in a certain way and you misinterpret it and then, you know, you're off to the races once again. So on an, in a normal circumstance, in a normal scenario, in a family where you're raising children and these kids are trying to go from the point where they need you for every single Every single need needs to be met by the parent to your entire responsibility is to make it so they don't need you really at all. It's difficult. It's a challenge. It is. Some days it feels like it's an impossible feat to achieve. On other days, you could be on top of the world and, and you know, question how you, you could have ever potentially lived without these beautiful creatures that you've created. But the point is, is that when you look at a scenario like that, where everything is kind of you, you go through the process, the way traditional society says that you should bring children into the world, it's still difficult. It does it make it inherently harder when I'm reading this story about a 26 year old and his girlfriend who were delight, delighted the year their daughter was born. At 26 years old, you might not have a ton of friends, acquaintances, relationships of people your age that have children. We had Charlie at 25 and he was the first grandchild on both sides. None of our friends had kids at that time. None of our close friends had kids at that time. I mean, I remember distinctly people, friends and family alike calling us and being like, hey, we're going to go get some uh, Mexican food. We're going to go, but we're going to, we're going to eat in 30 minutes. And we lived uh, probably about 20 minutes away from the restaurant that they'd go to. And you'd sit there and you'd be like, there's, I, I need, I need 90 minutes to even consider getting out of the house. Ryan, you had twins. So I, I would imagine that that becomes even greater. But when people around you don't understand the child rearing lifestyle, it also is unsupportive. Should we not culturally be focusing more on emphasizing some of the traditional the traditional ways of doing things, especially when it comes to bringing children into the world and raising them? Not as the only way to do it and not as an excuse to if it's not in that context that the child shouldn't exist at all, but that there are a lot of benefits to 
having a relationship where you court one another, you get married, then you move in together, then you discuss having children, and then you go about this lifestyle in a way that is a little more planned out. Isn't it? I mean, it's like I can't emphasize enough. I know it's not the only way that it happens, and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't protect and value the life when it happens outside of that order. But that order is there for a reason. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I'm glad that we're having this discussion, that we do have this discussion, because as a culture, we kind of don't. We don't really talk about not only those values, but we don't talk about what it means to we kind of throw people into that situation and expect that they're going to figure it out. And then you hear a lot of this going, Oh, there's a lot of issues here. I didn't realize that it was going to be a lot harder to have a village, you know, to help me raise this child. I didn't realize this and that. Well, it's because we didn't talk about it in all the stages leading up to that either. And now we're just expecting that you're going to be fine. And so this, this whole thing is, is something that, I hate that almost we have to carry that mantle because that's something that everybody should always be talking about and not just like in media. I mean, with each other in life, with family, with friends, with your kids, with your parents, that's a discussion that should be had all, the whole time, not just right when you have a kid. The article goes on to say, and I find this to be incredibly influential, too, on the circumstance that I think that these millennial and Gen Z parents do find them in. Like, this is really freaking hard. Mm -hmm. The paragraph reads from this Business Insider article, millennial and Gen Z parents are finding themselves isolated. Maybe they've moved away from their family in search of a well-paying job or cheaper rent. When parents are close by, they're often still working and don't have time to pitch in with childcare. Outside the family tree, many of their peers either can't afford or are choosing not to have kids, making it harder for them to understand what their new parent friends are dealing with. And raising children is becoming increasingly expensive, adding an economic weight to their worries. The first part of that paragraph where it talks about how millennial and Gen Z uh, parents have left their village, which is my word for it, but have left their family behind because they're pursuing some sort of uh, career advancement or opportunity there's nothing wrong with that like it's very important for people to understand that when you do that when you move to try to better your career there's nothing wrong with that but you are doing that at the consequence of losing the village that will help you care for your children really as much as you do which is the grandparents that are involved so we live in a world now where Money is prioritized, and that's evident by the rest of the paragraph that really talks about children as like a consumable commodity. The idea that you have kids and kids cost, 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 cost. Kit, you will never, ever, ever have enough money to afford easily all of the expenses that come along with having a child. Because your ex what you invest in that kid will always meet the level of income that you have and the opportunity that you think that you have for those children due to the income that you are bringing in. If you are making a bajillion dollars, you're going to be looking for the school that costs a bajillion dollars because you want them to have that opportunity. That doesn't mean that if you sent them to a, you know, a public university or, you know, if you were not getting them into the five-figure daycare when they're two years old that they're going to fail in life.
That's actually, that's not the case. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But when, when children are made, and first of all and foremost, when children are made to be expendable, when the value of a child in our culture today centers around how that child fits, how that child's life fits into the current existence of the lives that brought that child into existence. Now you are making that child a, a basically a monetizable commodity that can be discarded if it's inconvenient. So now the child is coming into the world. Any child is coming into the world based on the level of convenience and they are freaking inconvenient. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're never, you're never going to make enough money that the child is not going to feel like a huge sacrifice. <laughs> you, you are going to sacrifice a lot of your life, even if you have a lot of money when you have a kid. Are you going to, is, is there going to be a financial payoff from your children? That, like bringing children into the world. Is there ever a time where you're like, that was a really good monetary investment? I sure hope so training my son to work at Boeing right now for that reason. <laughs> Boeing, are you listening? <laughs> the answer is an absolute no. There's no time where the money comes back to you and you're like, now it was worth right. it. <laughs> That's not the way it works because the benefit, the, the, the joy, the fulfillment that you get out of having children has really nothing to do with money because the money, it's always a net loss financially. I, I don't... I've never seen anyone talk about not having children and believe them when they were like, I made 100% the best decision because my life is full. There, who's, what's her name? She had a nighttime show. She's awful. She's so upset and angry all the time. It's not Amy Schumer, right? Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Chelsea Handler. Yeah, Yeah, she does all these. I don't know if she does all these, but there's one very particular one where she talks about being childless and how fulfilled she is and all of the things that she gets to do in her life that she wouldn't have been able to do if... Does she talk about having abortions in that? I, I don't want to pin that on her if she didn't talk about it. But she just, she's articulating how free and fulfilled she is 
specifically because she doesn't have child uh, children. And when you watch that at the end, I am so sad. I'm sad for her, not because she didn't have children, but that, like, I watch that and I'm like, I do not believe you. Yeah, I, she's in that clip. I remember that. She sounds like she's trying to convince herself. Yes. More than anything. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. When there's no level of equality, there's no legislation, there's no public program or private program, there's no amount of maternity leave. Like when I, Odyssey has been a fantastic company to work for uh, as as somebody who had a child employed by Odyssey, MS previously when I worked there before our station uh, changed ownership. In three of the four pregnancies, I've had 12 weeks of maternity leave compensated for. This is an enormous benefit as a working mother to have that. Being paid for being paid while I was on maternity leave did make did take one what would be massive stressor off of my plate as a mom. But it didn't equalize my husband who was going to work and getting paid with my experience recovering from birthing children of which the fourth one was a 10 pound baby that that's a big one. And yeah. Yep. I'm <laughs> um, glad she was the fourth, not the first. Uh, it didn't, it doesn't equalize anything. There's no equal equalization of it. And my husband has yet to this time never been able to birth any of our children, even though I told him if there's a fifth, it will be on him. <laughs> Give him credit. He's trying. <laughs> he's, he's pretty happy with the situation <laughs> as it is. Private conversations I've had with him. You, is he your best friend? This <laughs> is touche. They, There is no equalization of that balance because I am the one as a woman who can birth the children. I bear that responsibility. That is on me. That isn't on anybody else in our family who can do that. It has to be me. It has to be the woman. That is a part of being a woman. There are people out there who want to try to equalize that in a a way that is relying heavily on you being such a nice person that you don't say anything because you're not interested in a fight or upsetting anybody who might have a different perspective or outlook on their life. But the only way that that gets to be a prevailing point is if you're quiet about it. The only way that that gets to take a little more oxygen out of the room is if there is silence in opposition. That's the only way. We are having generations of parents coming into the fray who have been, I mean, honestly, since, since we're, I don't know if we're crapping on the millennials or the Gen Z, that's usually the way it works. I'm, I, I'm happy and sad for Gen Z that we get to push some of this stuff off onto them now that we're aging. So gracefully, <laughs> some, I, I am very sad that they have been raised in a culture that devalues everything that is traditional simply because it is traditional. The idea that there are traditions that exist because they're the best way for society to function, that all of that can get destroyed, destructed, for the sake of some sort of political movement that relies on silence in order for it to continue to evolve and grow. And now there are people out there who, if I didn't have my parents and my in-laws to help raise our kids, I certainly wouldn't be here. I don't know if Molly, my my fourth child, would exist because I don't think I would be able to handle it. And having children is expensive. And, and having a two-income household 
is important for us to be able to raise four kids, to be able to provide them the things that they need. I have done things in a very traditional sense that I don't think is the only way that you can raise children. I just think that when you start removing the traditions or the more traditional ways of doing things, that you break down a system that will then result to generations of people going, I don't know if I can do this. In fact, I'm not even going to do this. That's the breakdown of society. That's 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 like a really bold thing to say. Yeah. Society will break down. You know, I was talking in the first hour about, you know, democracy ends if you don't vote Democrat, which is what a lot of Democrats say. And I hear people on the right say, you know, the country will cease to exist as we know it if we don't vote a Republican. in. And maybe there is. Uh, an element of truth that exists in either one of those statements that once you get to the final point is lost. But if we don't value the family unit, I feel like that's the apex of where everything else starts to destruct and degrade. Is that too broad a statement? No, it's not. It's not at all. And that, that whole point, because you go from being, especially with your first kid, it is very hard because you go from being, Social, very social, to all of a sudden alone with your child, unless you have that community built in, with which is, I've only seen it two ways. One is your family, and the other is your popular term, church, but it's faith community. That's the Maybe there are others, but American culture today, that is the two ways that I have seen support happen when somebody has a child, especially the first child, and you need it. You got to have it. Are you going to go crazy? It's really hard. You're going to end up i mean divorce rates go up especially for parents of twins i know Which that makes from it ha- even more difficult exactly when you have kids because all of a sudden you're both being asked to sacrifice more than you ever have before and some people just aren't capable of it and they blame the other person yeah i mean these things we we've got to help these families and they usually go into these situations completely unarmed for them now and those, that's, it's, I, I like the way you put that because when I was writing down what I wanted to talk about in the first segment, first hour today, culture battles, I have family and religion. Those are, the, those are two different heads of categories and under, under family. I have fatherhood. I have you know, access to children and who makes decisions for children and, and falsely empowering children to make decisions for themselves that they're not capable of making and then handing over the monitoring and regulation of that to some sort of governmental entity, which is absolutely absurd. And then in religion, and we can talk about that when we come back as well, how we absolutely prioritize the importance of religion in our American culture today, which I think American culture is downstream from European culture. We don't set the tone, but we kind of take it as we do with most things and make it big. (laughs) Um, We have... Religion is still at the epicenter of what we do. We just have a disagreement on who God is. Let's talk about that when we come back. Uh, Leah says she has a comment on this parenting story as well. So, And she's a Gen Zer, So we'll hear from her and her thoughts on that as well. And the YouTube live chat poll for today. How do most people feel about the political opposition? That they're wrong, they're evil, they're persuadable, or they're indifferent? I want to know what you think about it. Wolf says, I voted indifferent. I have been labeled because I vote Republican and stand up for my beliefs, but I will not label another person. There are extremes on both sides that need to be fixed. Scott says, I think misguided should have been an option. I don't think most of them are evil and some of their ideas may be good. People are just misguided into believing that one side is right and one side is wrong. Scott, vote that they're wrong because that is a good way of articulating that. And I'll put that in that category as well. Let us know what you think. I'd like to feature your comment here and stick around because before this show wraps up in this hour, we're giving away a great 
Cardinals ticket package. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.